Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You're listening to the What's Up Falcons podcast with Rock, Hoop, Q, and keeping it sexy, LG. What's up? What's up? What's up? And welcome to the What's Up Falcons podcast, Super Bowl Extravaganza show, everybody. My name is Rock, and I'm joined with my boy Q in the house. What's going on, Q? Hey, man. Super Bowl week, big week. Big week, man. There's a lot going on in the ATL. Yeah, the curse of the Super Bowl. Every time it comes, it snows, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And uh, we're also joined with my boy Hoop in the house. What's going on, Hoop? Prepare for this snow, man. Just like you said, it seems like when we get a Super Bowl, we want to have a storm. So hopefully uh, this will be cleared up and uh, we'll have uh, business as usual. Indeed, man. Cleared up. <laughs> cleared up. This is Atlanta. We're going to be shut down for 48 hours. I hope you got your bread and your eggs and your water. I don't. <laughs> All right. And we're also joined. With our friend from the West Coast, the notorious vid maker, Aries Falcon. What's up, Aries? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's up? What's going on? It's good, man. Couldn't miss this episode. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> that was cool. I was wondering if you were going to make it or not, but I'm glad oh, you showed yeah, up. I, yeah, the, the schedule came out on Sunday, so I was right. off. And uh, we don't know where keeping it sexy is. You know, he looks like a broke ass sexual chocolate. Negro. Yeah. <laughs> Incognito. Yo, Aries. Aries. Yes. <laughs> are you going to make? make are you, why are you saying like that? I'm just, I know. I know. You it's a question. <laughs> no, I was just going to ask you if you were going to Mr. McDowell's house for the Super Bowl. <laughs> he knew it. He knew it. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I'm right. messing with him. I love you like a play cousin. <laughs> All right, fellas. Well, this is our uh, it's a week to the Super Bowl, man. And uh, this is our Super Bowl extra- extravaganza show. Even though we're not in it, but you know it's all good because it's here in the ATL. Everybody's excited, man. Everybody's here, man. The Patriots are here, man. The Rams are here. Hey, somebody find out where where, where, where their Patriots are, are staying, so you can start start pulling the fire alarms. Oh, they got top notch security around here, man. You ain't getting nowhere near them. <laughs> man, pay somebody who actually who all, actually Quincy actually does know where they stay thanks to his wife. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly where they are. Okay. Because Delta right now is panicked and wants to try to outbid them for the rooms. Because they're already here. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, well, what is this in the air? Well, you can say, oh, yeah. fuck it, I don't give a shit. That, that, <laughs> <same thing. laughs> all right, all right. Well, fellas, we have a special guest tonight, man. Uh, we're going to call him, but we have the guy that actually paid for the billboards that are all downtown. 
for the Saints, man. Talking about they got robbed and all that. That's been in the news all week since the game last two weeks ago. And uh, I saw him on Twitter, man. So I reached out to him and he said he would love to come on the show to explain why he bought those signs and he wants to explain his feelings about the game. So hopefully we can sell this exclusive interview to Good Morning America. <laughs> well, I think he's done other interviews, but I think this might be his first podcast. <laughs> Search on it and apparently the ball was tipped at the line of scrimmage. <laughs> <laughs> I have video of yeah. that too. I have video of that. Uh, you might get that dude mad as hell. Yeah, let's not get him mad. No, he's cool. He's he can say nothing about Caitlyn though. <laughs> I didn't say anything about Caitlyn. I think he's good. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Who's it? It's it's me, cool Quincy. <laughs> hey, is this Matt? This is. What's up, Matt? This is Rock, man, with the What's Up Falcons podcast, buddy. How are you, man? Oh, man, I've been waiting for y'all's call all night, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on? What's up? Yeah, Matt, the the other guys are here. I'll introduce you to everybody. Uh, We have Hoop on the phone, and we have uh, Q on the phone, and our friend Aries on the phone. Okay. Got it. How you doing? Got it, got it, got it. So, uh, we're all Falcons fans, but we're not we're not uh, your typical Falcons fans. We're educated. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Well, hey, well, I, I can say the same for the Saints. You know, what I mean? so I'm, you know, I love all the in New Orleans, but you know, I mean, look, you know, the Falcons are our rival. I root against them twice a year. Right. You know, I don't wish bad things happen to the Falcons. You know what I mean? I, you know, I, I sympathize as a fan with some of the. <laughs> trials and tribulations that y'all have experienced over the years would gotcha and the same here my friend the same here thank you thank you thank you <laughs> but everybody uh, we have Matt Matt Bauer in the house and uh you may know him. He's the guy that has caused a little controversy in our lovely uh-huh. state here. <laughs> and, oh yeah I've seen them and, and on social media as well. So uh Matt is the guy that uh, bought and put up the uh, Saints uh, billboards all across town. So I saw him on Twitter. I'm like, everyone was beating him up, man. I'm like, you know, let's have him on the show, man, so we can at least explain, you know, what, what, you know, what happened. So, uh, Matt, we're glad that you took our offer, man, to come on the show. And we'll, we'll, we're just going to have some fun, if that's okay with you. Yeah, I'm happy to be on the show. And uh, fire away, boys. He's a hating All right, whole well, Matt, you just started off, man. I mean, you know, yeah. What, what, so, what, what, what prompted all this? Well, I know what prompted it, but how did? How? Let's explain, yeah. man. No, I'll set the stage for you guys, man. You get this. So, I'm, you know, I'm born and raised in New Orleans. Um, you know, I think I tried to be a Cowboys fan when I was a little boy. They were winning a bunch then, you know, with Danny White and all that, and yeah. it just wasn't permitted. You know, I was born a Saints fan, literally. In the depths of, hey, I witnessed the Steve Barkowski Hail Mary in the Superdome as a child. You know, <laughs> I've seen it all, okay? And so, I'm a diehard Saints fan. Um, I moved back to New Orleans a few years ago. It's my hometown. And um, I went in business, you know, and I, I bought a car dealership. I worked at big companies before. I lived all over the country. Okay. And so, I'm, you know, kind of a local guy. I made a good kind of deal. And so... You know, I have a suite of the Saints games and my employees, my family, everybody goes to. Right. You know, we're hardcore Saints fans. So, 
you know, it was a, it was a real exciting game. It was full ups and downs, and so we throw this long pass to Ted Ginn, which was kind of like a winging a hope, right? He throws in the air and he makes the play. Right. And at this point in time, you know, I'm thinking, wait a minute, you know, this is going down, right? And so, you know, Drew Brees throws this this screen, and, you know, pull pass, throws into the ground. We run it, we're stuffed. Third and ten, we run a wheel route, and it was just real obvious that you know, the defenders are talking to each other. They're in trouble. We run this wheel route, and he throws it to a spot, and our guy gets blown up. Seventy-five thousand people jump up. I jump up. I look at my wife and my friends, and I swear to God, I said, "We are going, you know where, right? We're going to the Super Bowl." Is what I said. Okay, right at that moment in time, and then. I couldn't believe it. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't throw a flag, right? You know, the whole stadium was freaking out. They're, they're asking the Superdome not to throw stuff on the field. You know, it's just like you're in suspended disbelief. Like this isn't happening, right? You know, what I mean, this isn't really happening. Right. You know, kick a field goal. You know, so and so, and everybody knows the rest of the story, right? And so they, so we lose the game. You know, the Rams played a good game. We lose the game. Our team. I mean, I can't imagine even having. You know, like. You know, I mean, it's just hard to put that out of your mind. It's hard as a fan, but in the stands, we're talking about this the entire rest of the way. Oh, yeah. So I file out of the Superdome, and, um, you know, it. look, I've left the Superdome after lots of defeats. You know, I watched Joe Montana gut us when we were all in the West together, and, and you know, and in the 90s and early 90s. And then, you know, I've heard screaming and yelling. This was eerie. It was weird. It was different than any other one. It was stone-cold silence. Wow. It was 70,000 people filing out in silence. I looked across the concourse, and there's an African-American lady. I'd say, what the hell you? What kind of? Ask me what color. And she looks at me, and I look at her, and it was weird. Like, you could, you know, you knew just exactly what the other person felt. Because right. in New Orleans, you know, Atlanta's a big city. It's a, it's a real diverse city. There's lots of different, you know, there's healthcare. There's all kind of different industries. New Orleans? Right. It's really a tourism city that the saints are kind of the thing that crosses all divides in the city. You know, you, you grow up living next door to St. Sands on both sides and everybody kind of, you know, it's, it's got a sense of community in New Orleans and very few cities have. Okay. And so I, I go home, listen to the first game show. My kids are crying in the backseat in their Alvin Kamara jerseys. It was a tough deal, right? right. I wake up the next morning. I don't feel any better. You know, I talk about it all night. I talk about it. Wake up the next morning, and all the national shows are talking about this. Right. And I started to get angry. And then, then I had this feeling of like powerless. Like I didn't, you know, like like this just happened to us in our state in front of our fans and gutted our city. Right. And it's just like, hey, deal with it. Tough break. And so I went to work. Um, a Ford dealership that I have it's close near to where I live mm-hmm. it's Martin Luther King Day right on Monday right I go to work by 8.45 I go into my office still fuming about this and I wrote on my Facebook page I think I'm gonna buy some billboards in Atlanta like on my Facebook page like my, my mom likes pictures of my dog <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah great you know and so I, I Google outdoor billboards Atlanta I get Lamar right. okay I go to a voicemail, I call back, I get their GM. I tell them who I am. 
And he says, yeah, 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 I know who you, I have a condo down in Orange Beach and you have a car dealership sort of that way. I said, yeah, dude. He's like, wait a minute. I think I know why you're calling me. And I said, dude, what do you have between now and the, bill, the Super Bowl that you can rent? And he's like, oh my God. Um, he rattles off some stuff. And he's like, look, I got a big one on the connector. Whatever, we make a deal. And I said, well, when can you get these Thursday? He goes, look, dude, you pay me now, I'll have them up in an hour. You know, these are digital boards, a lot of them. Right. So I put them on hold. I said, let me call you back in a second. I call American Express. I say, look, you know, <laughs> can you take this much on my car? Sure, Mr. Bowers, you know, whatever. I call him back. I complete the paperwork. I scan it over to him. I pay for it. I got a proof 30 minutes later. You know, so the first couple boards, it wasn't a lot of thought, you know, really kind of, right. you know, into that. And um, and then I put it on my Facebook page, like my own Facebook page. I didn't do a press release. I don't have a public relations division. I just did it, right? right. And then it got shared 30,000 times um, oh, wow. on social media. So I've had Atlanta fans, you know, say, what are they really going to say? And, and I said, look, and I'll make this standing offer for any of your podcast listeners. Right. If anybody wants to put their money where their mouth is, I will put whatever amount of money you choose. Pick it. I don't care. Whatever. We'll go networks. Whatever you want to do. Right. Put an escrow. I will definitively prove that it, what I just told you right. is just exactly how it went down. Wow. And that's exactly how it went down. You're being <laughs> ignorant. That's it. Wow. Now from there. And, that, all over. and that's crazy. And that is crazy because my company has billboards all over Atlanta. I think we have six in the metro Atlanta yep. area. And if we don't even want to renew our lease on the billboards... It's 60 days notice. How you got it up within well, 24 hours is back I think this. Well, I think not. Well, I'll tell you what. Think about this for a second. Now, obviously, I benefited the most from this. Right? Right. Okay. Who is the second person to benefit the most from this? Think about it. Who would that be? Arthur Blank? I'd say probably the... No. <laughs> I'd say probably... Maybe Lamar advertising Atlanta, you know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. I think that they had some sort of an idea that this could be kind of hot, at least provocative. Right. You know, but literally, he says, what do you want to say? And I said, say, Saints got robbed. I think if I had more time, I would have said Saints were robbed. Right. I put NFL blew it, which I kind of, you know, like I've, I've been corrected by a zillion people from South Louisiana to say, look, that says blow it, Saints <laughs> blow it. And I said, well, I looked that up, yeah. Right? Or whatever, you know what I mean? But really, it was that quick. And so, I mean, I literally had a proof back. They have their own art department. I think, you know, again, if I think if I wanted to do, you know, uh, something traditional, I think I'd have gone through the process. And I think given what I wanted to do, I think, I mean, I'm telling you, from the call to the email with with the, here's the dollar, here's the card, put it there. Right. 10 minutes, maybe. Wow. I mean, it was that fast. This is 9 a.m. I mean, this is probably 10 a.m. your time on Monday morning. That fast. Hmm. And they were up at noon. Wow. Well, that's crazy. That is crazy, man. I mean, and, oh. and I watched all the news stories and I watched all, and I read all the news articles and <clears throat> no one ever mentioned Lamar, but they definitely flashed the, <clears throat> I mean, you definitely made the news for multiple days on a row here. Yeah, you did. All the news stations, yeah. every, all of them covered it. And I'm, I'm, I'm I mean, the Lamar 
the name, you know, the name Lamar is on the board, right? And yeah. so, they, oh, this is another piece of the story. He asked me, he said, look, um, you know, this was Delta Airlines or, or Michelob, you know, whatever. It'd be self-evident that this is an ad. Keep, keep in mind, I'm like really pissed off, you know, right, you know, post-mortem here. He says, look, you're putting an opinion up there, you know, true. People are going to ask who did this, so we need to put who did this. And so, do you want to make like some sort of a company or like friends of the New Orleans says, No, 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 no. I want you to put Matt Bleepin' Bowers from New Orleans, Louisiana, paid for this. You know, that's kind of where my head was at in the moment. Right. You know, and that's the point of that. Like, it doesn't mention any of the car dealerships or any of the other businesses that I own or involved with. Right. He just says paid for by Matt Bowers, right? <laughs> so I made a tweet that I apologize to every other dude on the face of the earth named Matt Bowers. Um, <laughs> I got an email, or excuse me, a Facebook message from a dude who's a uh, he's a music professor from Austin, Texas, mm-hmm. named Matt Bowers. Mm-hmm. And he's like, dude, what are you doing, man? You know, he's like, I've been crushed with messages and this <laughs> and that. And, you know, calling me names. I'm like, yeah, man, sorry about that, you know. Well, Matt, so, I, uh, I have a question for you. Sure. Now, you said you've been getting, you know, people just been coming at you left and right on social media mm-hmm. and all that. I mean, did you kind of yeah. not expect that or you did you expect, you knew that was going to happen, right? I think, I think two things can be true at the same time. I think I thought that it would get a reaction. Did I think it'd get that kind of reaction? <laughs> no. No, I mean, just to be perfectly honest with you, man, like I said before, right. I just thought it was cute. It's just kind of how I expressed how I felt about this. Did I think that Time Magazine was going to write an article about it? No. <laughs> Did I think I was going to get interviews from BBC Europe? No. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Southern Living Magazine that Washington Post? Uh, no, I sure didn't, man. You know, and so now, you know, a lot of good things have happened. Now, I've been called up mother bleeper a thousand times by various people in Atlanta on Twitter but of course yeah if you're from New Orleans you know I turned into some kind of like a Che Guevara type of you know my brother's keeper kind of deal down here which I said I said look any of these people that walked out of that dome had they had the money or the ability or the platform to do it they would have right. and so I kind of stand by that it'd be crazy stuff but I've never done anything like this before now. like you right. know um, when they people put billboards up with 28 to 3 and I've never done that if you find anything like that that I've ever done call me out I've never done anything like that man. you know what I mean so I okay. you know I, I thought about it and the fact that it was in Atlanta it didn't I'll be honest with you maybe this was just naive on my part mm-hmm. it didn't really you know like if the game would have been in Kansas City it would have been the same for me right. I didn't think I'd get the blowback from Falcons fans that I've gotten but I underestimated the bitterness of the rivalry. Clearly, just, you know, they're not there. I mean, you know, they got to be fans, man. I totally get that. And so I could, hey, look, you got to have broad shoulders and stuff like that. Right. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. Wow, man. So basically, you just did it because you were just that pissed off about the call and everything. And you're just like, ah, I can't sleep. I got to do something. And that was like, well, I mean, have you ever felt in a situation that you had, you had just, things were happening around you and you had no power over what was happening you know and it was like right. I've felt like that before in other pieces of my life 
This was one where I said, you know what? I feel like this. It's bullshit. Everybody else, my friends, my family, right. my brothers and sisters from New Orleans feel like this. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to call these. I'm going to call these people out. Okay, <laughs> and this is what I'm going to do. Because right. I have my own kind of theories about what I saw. Right? You know, which is a separate subject of why I did it. Right. But you know, I said, hey, look, I can do it. So I'm going to go to Atlanta. I mean, I'm going to do these billboards for the entire two weeks that lead up to the Super Bowl. And I'm going to call this, call these people out. And then I'm done. But okay. not a minute before that, though. You know, then I'll be done then. All but right. not until then. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of how it went down, y'all. Very. Yeah. It's a different point of view, man. That, that's interesting. You guys got any, any questions? I mean, it's always good to get it from the horse's mouth anyway. Yeah. So. That's it. And dude, listen, I ain't got no fake Twitter account. I answer people back. Yeah. It's Listen, I think the reason why it went like it went, because it was authentic. I think if I had hired a PR firm, I, had, you know, I don't think it could have come off like this. Like, you know, with the incorrect blow and blue, all this was just like in the moment. You right. have to be there. <clears throat> right. Understand it, you know. And so I walked up to the sales desk at the Ford store and I said, dude, that's about billboards. What am I going to say? <laughs> And it had just a litany. Well, say this, say that. Because I'm like, NFL blew it. I spell it like that right. right on the glass. And they're like, yeah, that sounds good. Nobody said, no, 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 that's not how you pronounce. You know, like, I just did it, you know, <laughs> and then figured it out after. And then that's kind of how it happened. Yeah. Okay. Very interesting, man. Very interesting. I mean, well. Well, of, you- course, I, of course, I didn't say anything. You're the boss. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is true. Good no, point. Don't, don't cross the line. Don't cross the line. Before I was the boss, man. Yeah, no, no, no. A lot of you just know me. I'm 44. You know what I mean? This is not like you know, my mom and dad didn't have car dealership. You know, it wasn't like that at all, right? So a lot of these guys were my peers before I was their boss. And so, yeah, they keep it real with me, man. You know, and if not, somebody keeps it real with me. Believe me. Yeah, I'm on Twitter. <laughs> let me ask Jeez. you the, let me ask you the most important question. Most important sure. question. Has business picked up in the local area? You know, I think, I think this, I think I, I would like to say, yeah, I don't, maybe a little bit. I think that, I think it falls under this category. You know, maybe I don't know if you guys got kids. You guys got kids, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It would be like if I did something nice for your kids that I didn't have to do. You know what I mean? And so I have kids and I know what that's like. And so what happens when it's like that? Is that that guy wins the jump ball, right? You know what I mean. So I don't. I don't think people are going to run out and buy a bunch of cars. No, it's not about that. Which now, at the end of the day, if I win a bunch of jump balls, great. Because I'm not. You know, again, I haven't been around for 30 years. I'm 44 years old. I kind of started on my own. You know what I mean. So I need every advantage I can get like that. And if that endears me to people, because that's you know, it's interesting. I've had people say, "What a what a branding. You know, what a what a." What a customer loyalty. What a great marketing idea. The funny thing is, I think this created my brand. (laughs) No, it was just kind of by by happenstance. You know, it wasn't like, okay, how could I create a brand for standing up for the city? And it's like, I couldn't have done that. You know what I mean? It just happened kind of organically. So now, yeah, sure, I got a brand in the city of New Orleans. Right. And it's that. You know, which is, you know, hey, it's great. You know, I'm happy to do that. I'm sorry for some of the, I'm sorry I had to break some China on the way in, you know. But, <laughs> right. Um, 
you know, I think everybody kind of gets it some level, though. Well, I mean, that's interesting, man. I mean, from listening to your story, man, it definitely sounds like you were just, you were, you know, it was just not a planned out thing. No, uh, not not at all. And I guess the timing of it with what happened and the controversy around that and, and, uh, you know, with everything. you know, being the Saints and the Super Bowl being in Atlanta. You know. Exactly. It just, it was like the perfect mix, man, or, or the perfect storm. So, the perfect yeah. storm exactly. makes for a good podcast, huh? Oh, makes yeah. for a great podcast, it makes for my friend. Radio makes for good, all <laughs> kind of stuff. It, and, you know, honestly, I mean, this is from a, I mean, this is just from my perspective, and I don't think, I don't think I would fit. Like, I'm not like I've been described as like Saints super fan. I don't have like a Saints room. I'm right. not like the paint your face guy from Seinfeld. You know, like right. I don't have any of that going that's on. A, that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a, you know, so I think the fact that the Super Bowl was in Atlanta and we were going to play there, to me, I mean, look, man, I'm, you know, I don't care if they play the Super Bowl in Finland. Okay. If somehow we could get there, you know, I mean, I know what it's like growing up. I didn't think I'd ever see the Saints win a Super Bowl, to be honest with you guys, right? And so right. I've seen that, so I can't really ask for more than that. Right. But it didn't mean anything more to me other than the fact that it was in Atlanta. It didn't really mean it wasn't any more special or anything like that. Okay. Yeah. Well, well you know Saints you wanted to re- lift that trophy yeah. at the uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. A lot of Saints fans, it was a little bit, little bit more special I, to play the Super Bowl yeah, in our house. Yeah, no, no. Listen, I'm so, not that, not naive. I, I would agree. I'm just saying, for me personally, right? If it was in Pasadena, Atlanta, Timbuktu, you know, the, the Czech Republic, it would have been just fine with me. Just the way it happened. Um, you know, look, last year we lost a game, you know, in the divisional round against the Vikings. That yeah. you know, we make this dramatic comeback, and I was standing there in my living room, but it was not in Minnesota. And I just, you know, I've just seen a lot of crazy stuff, right? So I never, I just said, okay, we got to get to send one play. And it's funny that that play happened really because the kid who made the play, who didn't make the play, I should say, Marcus Williams, right. he he was trying to avoid doing the same thing that happened last right. weekend. He was there early, right? He was there early. He knew it. He was afraid there was going to be a flag. Right. And so he avoided contact, hoping there was somebody else there, and the kid fell behind him, and they, you know, Diggs runs it in, the rest is history. Look, that was right. hard to get over. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, you saw the tears rolling down this guy's face, and you knew that, you know, if he'd have made, if he could have made that play, he would have, right? You know, it wasn't like he, this was different, you know, right? I left feeling differently, dirty, you know, or whatever. Yeah. This, this was harder for me to explain and I'm not a guy who believes in UFOs or aliens or anything like that or I don't believe there was a shooter in a grassy knoll none of this right I have a hard time accepting some plausible explanation of how 55 million people every one of you who watched that game Mm -hmm. in your mind went oh great that's first and goal to five okay you know everybody kind of threw their flag from wherever they were at Atlanta, New Orleans wherever somehow these six guys that are paid to be there didn't see that. I think they saw it. I think this. I think that the score of the game, the time left in the game, the finality the of what that call meant. What's that? You said that You said that because of the score and the time of the game, that kind of... I said because, 
dictated the I think outcome. the finality of what it meant, okay, the time left in the game, the score of the game, you put the flag on the field, all of a sudden they're in the victory formation at the five-yard line three times. In, in, and you got in all those people screaming a, their lungs off. Exec, executing a kick with twenty nine with you know from twenty nine yards away to go to the Super Bowl. I think that that influenced that call. Okay, and so um, <laughs> try to explain it some other way. Okay, what do you think about I, all the what do you think about all the conspiracy theories? They said uh, some of the guys that were refereeing the game were <laughs> one was a former Rams mm. player. Some had ties to the Rams. Um, I've heard I that the ball was tipped at the line yeah. of scrimmage, and so well, the you ball clearly was tipped at the line of scrimmage. Everybody could see that. Okay, you know what no, I mean. No, the ball I, was tipped. No, the ball was not tipped. A lot of people are saying that the ball was tipped. I haven't seen okay, it. Well, let's bring out the video. I'll send you guys a video. I'll send you guys a video. If you can somehow prove that the ball was tipped, then okay, then we have no argument. They'll work something tomorrow. But here's the deal. I think this. I don't know about any of that. I don't know about being a Rams fan. I've had one of the interesting byproducts of all this, among the thousands and thousands of people reached out to me. I've had a couple of people. One was a USFL referee who's here locally to me, um, who told me something very interesting. He said, you know, in the first two years of the USFL, yeah, they have weekly kind of, you know, hey, look, this is what we want to really look at this hard. We want to look at these kind of things hard. And he said sometimes when they when they did individual games or TV games or big games, they would have directives. They wouldn't tell them to call penalties, but they would say, hey, it would be great, you know, if you didn't call penalties or in situations like X. Mm-hmm. So do I think that it's possible that somebody said, hey, look, we don't want you to go out there and decide the game? Yeah, I think that's possible. I think... Um, I think that's what the NFL let me, is let doing me, now. I mean, to be let perfectly me stop honest. You there. Sure. Let me stop you there, though. As a referee in the NFL, I do know this because two doors down, I have a guy who's an accountant, but he's also a part-time uh-huh. NFL referee. Referees don't make Got that it. much money, in case people didn't know it. They don't make a lot of money. I think he makes about, um, I think he said 350 bucks a game. But as you go through the season, they track, the NFL tracks your bad calls. So when you get to the playoffs... You actually have referees on the field that are there because the their yeah. their percentage of bad calls is a very low percentage, and that means they, they they're calling good games. And as as Agreed. as they advance yeah. from the from the you know from divisional to the you know to conference to the Super Bowl, they use those same guys. They keep bringing them back, and they pay them more and more money. You know, mm-hmm. so these referees, yeah. you know, if they saw a call on the, the field, best. they. Yeah. They're the best of the best, and they want to. And they want so to make sure they to me, call so that. Explain to me how the best of the best, none of the six of them, at least put a flag on the field and stop the game. Talk about it. That That's I even harder. Because to your point, you're actually proving my point. You're saying, hey, look, these are the no. best. That was the call that a fifth grader could have made, or any a casual fan would have made. Well, I think it came down but to. I mean, it. Make- but I'm saying, in, in their defense, though, had they thrown that flag and they got it right, that would advance all those guys to be able to go referee the Super Bowl game, which would be an additional uh-huh. payout to them. No. So I mean, they actually kind of hurt, point, hurt. They kind of hurt their pockets by not by not throwing that play. Well, you just told me they got paid three hundred fifty dollars a game, which isn't. Uh, that's not true, by the way. They make two hundred thousand no, 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 a year, that's, but they all have fabulous. they all have meaningful jobs outside of the NFL officiating in an effort to prevent being influenced by money. That's the point. They take guys that already have a good, stable living that are secure financially that want to do this that are smart that can make good calls and other rules. 
you know, so if I was making three hundred dollars a game and somebody offered me a million dollars, I'd be open to hearing that. Now, if I had a good, stable living, I would. I don't think. Just to be clear, I don't think. I think what I think. I mean, I can. Yeah, you can. I, we can have six different people on this call, or this podcast, or a million people that all think a million different things. I don't think anybody paid these people now. Right. I don't think that. I do think. No, but I'm saying by not blowing know, that call, that would advance them to the Super Bowl to where they'd have an ultimate payday. Uh-huh. I think we have to look it up and Google it, and I can look it up on the phone. I think for the refs, if you can go all season long and have a low percentage of bad calls, I think the Super Bowl is a one night work of ten thousand dollars. Okay. I mean, and that's not, obviously that's not a lot of money compared to what the players are making, but nah, that's a lot of money yeah. for Joe Blow that it's an accountant and referees, you know, on the side. Well, I think it's. it's I mean, uh, you, hey, look, you have your point of view. I have mine. I right, think exactly. People saw that. Is there somebody on this call that that disagrees that that was obviously helmet to helmet, face guarding early? Anybody <laughs> disagree with that? No, I don't think anybody. Disagrees no, no, no. I agree. I agree. I'm just trying to understand why call. they get called. Right. I agree. It was definitely a bad call. Yeah. But if it yeah, was sure. tips, if it was tips, yeah, which I haven't seen the video, and and Ari, my, my my colleague Ari says the ball he was tipped, the video. You don't think you don't think the NFL would have made an announcement the next day at eight o'clock in the morning? Ball was tipped. Look at the well, film. that's my other question. I was getting to you. Why? Nah. Yeah, I, I don't know yeah. if it was tipped or not. <laughs> I was just that's that actually theory going around. No, we haven't had the podcast really. <laughs> I don't think the ball was tipped. But remember this, though. Let's think about this, though. Let's think about this. Do you remember the Chicago Bears game that missed field goal? It took about four days for it to come out, but it ended up that ball was tipped. It did come out game. four that days later. Tipped. It came out. It came out in the post game interview, which I which I loved. I look at my Twitter. I didn't hear it until until yeah. three or four days. After I hear you. Well, hey, look, sometimes information goes quicker, right? You know what I mean. So now he said he thought he heard somebody say the ball was tipped. Now what the referee was saying wasn't that. The referee was saying it was bang bang. That's why he hit his hands like that. Now the African American referee at the ten yard line reached to his flag. And the other guy is waving no. Now, keep in mind, the guy who's waving no is a 17-year NFL decorated veteran referee. The guy at the 10, five years. Okay. And then the guy at the 10 went back for his flag and motioned the ref at the pylon to come over. And what he was going to do, it appeared, was to put his flag on the ground and say, hey, come here, we need to talk about this. And he motioned, no, 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 no. He's yelling at Sean Payton and he goes, bang, bang. And I think... You know, I, I look, man. I mean, I, my point is this: fifty-five million people saw the same thing, and it's just hard for me to be able to accept that somehow the best referees in the business, as you said, and I, I agree with you, somehow missed the most obvious pass interference call. The thing that makes me wonder is the guy who's in charge, this Bill Vinovich guy. I mean, ten years ago, you could lie about this and get away with it, but not today. After the game, I mean, I'm talking directly after the game, he's questioned immediately, and he says, hey, look, I didn't see the play at all. It's their call. I was obscured. Well, this guy's on 15 different camera angles from the point Drew Brees drops back to the point where the ball it hits the turf where he doesn't look anywhere. I, like that. I agree with that. That's yep. that's a little bit weird. you got to admit, even as a Falcons fan. And so I don't know what I think is what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. I think the NFL, just like any, okay, I own businesses, right? If I get a notice or a subpoena, anything like regarding any of my businesses, I'm not there. I'm not in Nashville, Tennessee or Atlanta or wherever else. Okay. The first thing I'll do is I'll call there. Okay. To some neutral party, the controller and say, give me all this information aggregated, send it to me and the CFO. I want to understand exactly what my exposure is before I answer this. You know, did we, did we do something wrong or not? You know, 
What I think has been happening is I think the NFL has not made a statement because I think they're doing their own diligence and investigation privately. That's what I believe. Okay, I think they're making sure that everything's good. There's no text messages. There's no crazy stuff happening. And then they'll, because the last thing they want to do is say something, and then the week later, after yeah. some, shepherd, and some crazy shit. And you know what I mean? I mean, I could be wrong. That's just what do, do you actually think that um, Roger's going to say something this week about it in his uh, Super Bowl address that he's well, going to do? I think Thursday. I know this. Arthur Blank got asked about my billboards today, which I felt <laughs> oh. I mean, it's hard to feel sorry for a billionaire. You know what I mean? But, right. The look on his face, I think Arthur Blank's probably a good man. You know, I, I just think that. Maybe right. not, but it, it feels like he is. It feels like he's a good man. I felt like, I felt bad for him. You know what I mean? And he was after, he had to answer these questions and he was uncomfortable. He's hosting the Super Bowl and they're asking him about stupid billboards in front of him. You know, it's just like, I felt like that was unfair to him. I feel like the commissioner should say something. I think he will. Wednesday, but we'll see what he says. I don't know. Yet. Now, now, Matt. Um, yeah. We, I just we just got a video here, and uh, and it it was from uh, I don't uh, ESPN or Good Good Morning, some maybe ESPN, and it shows a different view, and it's the camera that's right behind Drew, and it shows the pass, and it and they stop it right where the ball is. I mean, it's barely tipped, but it's tipped. It's like fingertips tipped. Yeah, I, I have got that video, too. Look, if there's anybody who's a cell phone number, if you have a cell phone definitive authority on this, you know, right. I don't know if it's me, but it'd be close to me. I don't know, um, man, but this guy's a character. I, I, I would think if there's a video that shows this ball being tipped, it would be tweeted at me nine million times instantly. You know what I mean? And so I got you. I haven't heard that from anybody, including the referees. You know, Adam Scheffner, who, who texted me, called me a few times, he... He told me that after the game, I think he put something out to this effect. Right. That after the game, you, you may have heard the story. The head of, you know, the, you know, the chief, Al, whatever his name is, called yeah. down there. Yeah. Puts him on speakerphone. And they say, hey, listen, it was bang, bang. And they said, guys, it wasn't. Look at this. And he said they looked at it and kind of the room went silent. Right. You know, and at that point in time, if they just said, hey, look, that ball was tipped, I think that would have come out. I think if that ball was tipped, it takes these guys off the hook big time. Because I don't think they think the ball was tipped, y'all. You know what I mean? Or whatever. But, but like you said, at the I end of the know. day. Who knows? You might be right, man. But, but, yeah. Who knows? And it's so fast. Whatever happened, happened. It happened fast. We are where we are right now. Um, yep. I mean, I mean. No, uh, no, no. I, I totally agree with, with, with what Matt's saying. I mean. Right. We're, we're in the, we're, we kind of do the same thing, but we do different things. I do it with homes. You do it with cars. But, you know, I get letters in the mail sure. all the time said, oh, you charge a black customer yeah. more for their home or a Hispanic customer. We do our due diligence. Before you answer them. Yeah. Seven, right. eight, nine, ten days before we even consider answering what we've been subpoenaed with or what we've been questioned with. And yeah. so, you know, there's a good chance that the yeah. NFL might still be, uh, they might still be revealing this internally. That's and we don't know about it. And they're not going to tell us sense. about it. But, but my, but only, well, my only thing about that, Q, is that if they if they are, I mean, why this particular uh, bad miscall? Because miscalls happen okay. a lot. I'll tell you why. Okay, it's a good question. I've heard this a thousand times. And I, let me, I, have, a, I, have, a, I have an answer for you. Okay. Okay, I've gotten that. I've gotten, well, Jared Goff got face masks. I'm like, okay, well, right. I think this. I think that call gets made with three minutes on the clock, the pass interference call. 
the Jared Goff call, okay, they score a touchdown and we're down by four with three minutes left. Okay, we still got the ball first first and 10 at the 15-yard line or whatever. It is my, you know, sincere belief that if you can show me another call that resulted in first and goal at the five in a tie game, taking a knee three times to kick a 30-yard field goal to go to the Super Bowl, I'll stop right now. Okay? There's a lot of missed points. This was the missed call. This is on a knee three times, y'all. What if this was the Falcons? Nobody can. The, I told the, the 2012 playoff game the Jets, against the 49ers against what, against the Falcons. Did, did uh, you it have was a chance to go on a knee three times to go to the Super Bowl at the five yard line? Okay, well that's all I'm saying is that yeah, there's plenty of missed calls in that game. There's that hundred of them probably on both sides, Saints and Rams. This particular one was really obvious to 55 million people, and it would have resulted first and goal at the five and on a knee three times. Right. Okay, we kick a field goal with about six seconds left in the game you know we defend they don't even have time to get they, they def, you know the Minnesota miracle would have to happen again from 80 yards away okay Matt you know I have another right. question then. I have another question that, sure. uh, okay and I, I, I hear you with that but <laughs> and this is what this is the thing that I'm thinking that why they're taking so long or haven't said anything or maybe won't is not the fact okay. everything you said was to say yeah it's, I understand why you feel that way but if that had been, but if that had been the last, as far as time, and that was it, no time for any other play, and that determined the Saints going on to the Super Bowl, I totally yeah. would agree. But it wasn't. There was still more time left, and overtime, and the Saints won the coin toss to actually win the game. So that's right. why I'm thinking that if that's why wow. I don't know. What do you think about that? Let's go a step further. I mean, okay, so first of all, imagine yourself in the moment. And right. you weren't in the Superdome. Right. I was there. Right. You, no, you, I would have burned down the Georgia Dome. Even, oh, yeah. Well, right. I can't even try to describe the scene surrounding this call. It was jubilation turned into screaming and throwing stuff. Players are running, trying to talk to the ref. It was insanity. Yeah. And somehow they got it together. And look, this dude... The dude from the Rams kicked a field goal that I saw like a statistical thing, but like like a like a track man mm-hmm. kick would have been good from seventy two yards, bro. That's fucking you know funny, I mean? man. Okay, so they go down the field, okay, and, and and score and win. But look, when we got the ball back, okay, you know, let's think about this interception. Y'all all saw the, the Tom Brady roughing the passer, right, where he gets hit in the shoulder pads. Yeah, that was BS. Drew Brees got a forearm across the freaking face mask from Dante Fowler, which is like, yeah. Come on. I mean, okay. So he gets that. Now, second of all, Mike Thomas gets tackled, okay, while the ball's in the air, and that ball wasn't tipped either. Okay. I'm not convinced that the Saints go to the other side of the 40 that they don't get holding, holding. You know, I don't know what the hell's going to happen. I know this. Do I think that would have happened? No, I don't. I think this. I think think all things being equal – you know, LA's, you know, a very large, dispassionate fan base. I think that they're building a five hundred and ninety five million dollar billy whatever the number is, stadium in LA. If you want to go sell PSLs and tickets and all kind of shit in LA, right. you know, you would you you get it, dude. You know what I mean? Now, do I think that they intentionally ref the game in favor of the Rams? 
No. Do I think they wanted to drop a flag that puts the Saints in the Super Bowl? No. I don't think that either, though. Okay, so that's just what I think. Look, guys, right. it might be as simple as these guys missed the call. I don't know. Right. But, boy, that's just hard to flip and explain to me. I don't know how they missed that call, though. I mean, I'm, like a, I'm, <laughs> I mean, I'm on your page. I'm on your page. I saw it. I've seen it 50 no. million times, and it looks like a cool call. And it's no This is really tough, man. Yeah. I don't think hey, look, well, man. Hey, you look, know, I think it's, I think there's no coincidence that 9-11 happens and the Patriots win the Super Bowl. I don't think there's no, I, I, you know, I still kind of think. I don't, know, hey, I don't know, man, but this guy's a character. The Patriots were the best team in the league that year, but they won the Super Bowl. And I just think hey, listen, if, there's, if, there's, if there's a fan base that, that that's gotten on me other than the Falcons fan base, you know, it's been, it's been the Vikings. Yeah. And I'll never forget. You know, I met Steve Hutchinson, who was, a, you know, Hall of Fame player for the Vikings years later in Nashville, Tennessee. And he said, I played for the Vikings. And I said, oh, yeah. And I didn't realize, I thought he played like in the Culpepper era with the Vikings. And he says, you know, I think about that game every day. I said, why y'all won that game? And he goes, no, 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 I'm talking about the 09 game. I go, you were on that team? Let me tell you something. This is a big man. He looked at me like he was going to kill me. And he said, yeah, I was on that team. Why? And his wife kind of pulled me and said, look, you know, he had a really tough time dealing with, you know. Right. So there's a lot of Vikings fans that believe in 09 that that game right. you know that some of the calls in that game were oriented towards the Saints and here's my answer we won the game I can't take that back while we, we have the memory I was there I never looked at it out of those lenses before right. but I can tell you this as a fan as a person who invests I don't know call it hundreds of thousands of dollars in suites and tickets and everything else related to this mm-hmm. I feel like I deserve to know the truth because it was so okay and if there was a directive that hey look jump ball goes to the Saints I'd like to know that you know what I mean because that's not right. I think you're not getting I think our owner who was an interior decorator 10 years ago questioned the fairness and the integrity of the league I think she's the only one that would have done that I think there was a call the closest thing I can come to this y'all was the Giants I want to say maybe it's just 10 or 15 years ago right. there was a call in the NFC Championship game that was not similar but in the ballpark and after a couple of days the fans were riding and What's his name? Wilson Mara or whatever. The, the guy who owned the Giants. He kind of made a statement. Said, look, I'm whatever. I understand how everybody feels. You know, the good of the league is more important. But like, he basically just kind of took one for the team. Now, I think if somebody, the person with the most to lose out of all this isn't Roger Goodell. Let's say somehow that the integrity or fairness or influence or, you know, something happened. That's out of the NFL's control in that game. I mean, I know this that that Red McCombs bought the Minnesota Vikings on 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 a margin, you know, a stock margin. You know, I think that it right. decimates the value of these. And I think that's just, I think that we'll just never know. That's what I think. I think, and I think you're Doesn't right. Doesn't mean I can't go kick up a lot of dust though. Right now, no, so yeah, yeah, we, yeah, you have every right to do that, but I just don't think, like you said, he's going to give you guys an answer. He's not going to give any, anybody an answer. No, it's going to make me feel better, <laughs> and um, you know, no, it's going to make me feel better. It, it's going right. to win me some friends in New Orleans and all that, you know. But look, I'll say it to the tenth time probably on this podcast, y'all. But hey, look, I have nothing but respect to the city of Atlanta. 
I love the city of Atlanta. I sure ain't the hell going to tell you what they are, but I have, you know, interest in the city of Atlanta. You know, <laughs> and, and, you know, I think it's a great place. No, no, no. The people have always, I have tons of friends I call Falcons fans, you know, that are, that are you yeah. know, we have good natured rivalry, you know, yeah. but let me, let me assure you, you know, that this was not in any way, shape or form about the city of Atlanta. I didn't buy these blacks. When you bought them in advance, they were going to rip the Falcons. I said, I wish I was that clever, right? I, I wouldn't, you know, like, it doesn't, I'm just not, now there's plenty of Saints fans that would and have. Right. I'm just not that particular guy, right? Okay. It's happened like this. Yeah. Wow. Well, man, Matt, yeah. I appreciate your honesty, man. And uh, that's why I wanted you on the show because you were, you know, no matter what someone said on Twitter or whatever, you came back and you weren't being, you know, you weren't going low, man. You were just explaining wow. how you felt. Yeah, no, I get it. Everybody's entitled to their opinion, and you're entitled to call me a whatever the mother bleeper, whatever you want to do. <laughs> I get that. I understand that. Hey, look, I said what I said right when I did it. This is what I'm going to do, and ain't no turning back now. Okay, and no. so I'm going to do just what I said. Then it's over. Right. And then I'll see y'all next year. And that's it. You <laughs> exactly. <know>? Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, All folks, right, y'all got anything else y'all want to ask? Uh, Save the map before we get off. Nah, I was going to say, I, I totally agree with the way he handled the situation. Obviously, as a business owner that has things to lose, you got to be very careful in what you say. You said you don't have a PR team, but you said all the right things. So it almost sounds like you have a PR team. But, wow. I mean, you you handled yourself very well. And, um, you know, I, nothing but respect. And I do agree with everything you're saying. I mean, I, I thought it was a bad call. I'm glad the, the Saints aren't going to be here playing in the Super Bowl. But that was a bad call. Totally and if understand. that happens with with the Falcons, oh yeah, if we would have yeah. been in that game. I think uh, we would have rioted so much. I think they would have burned down that damn Mercedes Benz mm. Superdome. <laughs> and uh, Look, and I also, yeah, I know that y'all been through a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. look, I know you know. I totally get it. You know, I respect the rivalry. Right. Again, I root for I root actively against Atlanta two times a year. Okay, but listen, you know, look, my city is your city when you're in town. And um, I really appreciate you guys having me on. I hope some people hear this. And yeah. uh, you don't have to agree with me. That's fine. It's fine. Exactly. You know, but just understand that, hey, look, you know, I tell my kids, my kids are nine and 10. They're little boys. Okay. And I tell them all the time, you know, because they're not big kids, right? They're just little kids. Right. And I say, look, you have to take up for yourself. You have to do what you believe is right. Even if it makes you unpopular, you have to do what you think is right. And as I was driving to work that morning, I kind of, I thought about that stuff. Like I thought about, am I really going to do this? You know, like, you know, it'd be a lot easier to not do this. And I said, you know what? I'm doing what I think is right. And I don't know how this is going to go over, you know, when I hit send on my, on my email back with my card information. (laughs) But I said, you know what? It is what it is. And you know, you know, again, agree or disagree with me. It's just how I feel. Okay. So just at least respect that. All right, Matt. And I, I got to say, you man, that. for you putting that many. Man, up, we're, and we respect that. We respect that. I mean, it works both oh, yeah. ways. We advertise these shows a week before they come out. So there's a lot of people who are going to be like, why Definitely. do they have this guy on? Definitely. I'm not going to listen to this show. You know, but Brock, as the, the manager of the, of the show, decided hey this is the route we're gonna go and we're gonna do this so exactly. I mean I, I understand exactly what you're saying it works both ways and Matt I gotta but I do have to tip my hat man 
Even though you said you, uh, you, you know, you put it on your card, man, that's a baller move, man, to get all those Gilmore's <laughs> up that fast, man. That's because that wasn't I'm cheap. Of a lot of things, but not having a set isn't one of those things, dude, okay? <laughs> right? And so, you, hey, look, I got here, right? You know what I mean? And there wasn't no free ticket, so you got to make a couple of moves on the way to get there. Indeed. Okay? <laughs> all right, all right man. Thank have you, sir. Night. Really, really appreciate Thanks it. Okay. Bye bye. Yeah. Thank you, Matt. All right. So uh, that was. I'm still. I'm. I'm still not buying into the fact that I'm a PR person. Um, <laughs> I. I have a PR person, and he answered the questions and, and, and took the route that I would have taken. Right. So I'm not. I do think there's some coaching there because I'm not the smartest guy in the world. But I can be coached. Right. And I think he was coached. I don't think he's that smart. I think he's a smart guy and he's a special business owner. But but dealing with his businesses, he's a very smart guy. Dealing right. with something that's not in this wheelbarrow, right. like the football and the call and handling this, I think if you put up those billboards, I think that they reached out and got a PR person. Well, because you know, he, he mentioned it multiple times that he didn't have a PR person. I'm like, well, why are you going to keep bringing it up? Well, he did. And, but, and you're doing everything he, I've been trained he, to do he did with a mention, PR person. So I'm kind of like, hmm. Well, he did mention that, you know, he's done bigger names than us as far as the interviews go so oh yeah oh, you know yeah. so i'm sure you know he wasn't going there at half cocked. the help of a pr person all right that's what i'm saying i sure he didn't go in there half cocked so he was he's prepared but uh, right 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 it was yeah, yeah. i gotta prepared. admit it was, he was prepared he was very, nice well spoken very yeah it was, was cool nice. that he took the time to talk on our podcast and i appreciate that so matt if you're listening thank you again sir all right fellas uh aries you still there you you good no, I'm here. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Are you buying it? No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm right. not buying it either. That's why when he said, you know, it was a big risk for me to do that, I'm like, well, hey, look at us. We're a podcast, too. It's a no, big risk for no, us to have no. you on when uh, people hate okay. us. So, you know. I, the, the fact that he, oh, he didn't think it through and all that, I, I, it, it's a load. Sure, yeah. And the fact that he had to call American Express, I got a, I got a flat American Express card. It has no, it has no spending limit. At any moment, I can drop whatever I want, and I got to pay it off in 30 days. He didn't have to call American Express to see if he had money. He just had to do it. That that part, too, was just BS. My wife buys crazy shit all the time. But hey, You don't need to call American Express. If you own car lots and dealerships, you it, at least have a platinum, if not a black. You don't need to call American Express hey, and ask for permission. It is what it is, man. I mean, that's his story, what he's rolling with. You know, we just wanted to get it out. It doesn't say we agree with him and, 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 and believe everything, but... You know, wanted him to get his side of the story out, and I thought he did that pretty well. You know, it's up to you out there, listeners, to whether you buy it or don't. And I think that was the big thing on Twitter, too. Most people, you know, didn't buy it at all. Most, but the, most people didn't buy it. Right. So it's up to you. It's up to each individual person whether they buy it or not. But again, thanks again, Matt. We appreciate the uh, the interview. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Very enlightening. Yes, very. I mean, the fact that the, the fact that he 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 said that it was like he got it and got it done after the game, because you know it takes you a while to reserve those spots. So, but I mean the with them being the you know electronic billboards, you know probably it was like a last minute, yeah. you know spur of the moment. So, no, don't worry. I'm asking my marketing department tomorrow first thing. Well, and I will get you guys up on that because I don't believe it's that simple and that fast. It can't be Q because even we, we even put the, a, the, the billboards. We put a lot up, man. We 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 put a lot of billboards up, you know, around the city, and we I'm very familiar with Lamar, and I had a lot of billboards up 
you know, promoting the other games, you know, the Hawks and all that kind of stuff. You, it can even, be done, even, but it, I, I doubt it, it can be done that quickly. I don't know quickly. if it can be done that quickly. The week scheduling for the week of the Super Bowl, I mean, unless, like you said, whoever the, the owners of the billboard company thought there might be an opportunity to, you know, cause some controversy, which I highly doubt. But even at, even at that, the, the billboard company has a team that sits there and reviews everything before it goes up. Putting up a sign in Atlanta. They created the it. And all that stuff. Hmm? He said they created it. Their graphics team created it. No, 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 no. I, I understand that. But what I'm, the point I'm getting to is the Lamar, the company, has a compliance team that reviews everything. It takes time to review that stuff. Our billboards are simple. It's just our graphic, our logo, and it's a digital clicker. Every time we sell a house, we're able to go in and, and tick it up. So if you look at it today, right now, I think it says... From, from from January 1st to now, we've sold 3,600 homes. And as the year goes by, it'll go up to 71,000, yeah, 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 but it'll go up. But even every time we tell them, change the billboard from 3,600 to 4,600, or whatever we do from month to month, their compliance team has to review it. They have to check, okay, did they really do this? We're not gonna put up if they really didn't do it. There's 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 oh, that, stuff behind the scenes that happens with putting up signs. And oh, I'm not I'm I understand not at that. all convinced that they put up a sign in twenty four hours without their compliance team making sure can we put this up? Is it gonna piss off the Atlanta fans? What about the language? Blew it, blew it, it's not perfectly correct and I'm not trying to get all like technical but I, I was just saying it's not that easy because we have six of them in Metro Atlanta and it's not that easy. Well, we we can we can all do the you know check with it and see where you know if they can do well I think it doesn't if it's not offensive you can pretty much put up what you want but on the second note I, everything I, has to be reviewed what, by yeah it, they reviewed everything. it but that didn't mean yeah and they did but that doesn't mean that they disagree with what he was putting up did, did you see all the billboards. Because it wasn't, if it was I coming, just, if I it, just saw a couple of news stories, yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't like targeted to Atlanta at all. It was just, you know, I'll, I'll read some. I got some. They said uh, he had, uh, you know, Saints got robbed, of course, and then NFL blew it, then cheated, not defeated, and then who that say they going to cheat them Saints, and Roger does, does New Orleans part two. NFL screwed that. That one, that one right there has to be reviewed. <laughs> that one right there, you can't even. But I think he put that one out later. Even, we, I think he put that out but, later. But, but, but even if you put it out later, think about it. Technically, you can't even say Super Bowl. Think about it. It's not the Super Bowl to us. It's the big game. He didn't game. say Super Bowl. The NFL can say Super Bowl. He didn't say Super Bowl. But I know, I, I know, I know. But he mentioned Rogers' name. Which is a tie into the NFL. I would think you get that pass in 24 hours or, or 30 minutes or anything like that. Well, if you it, can't even say Super Bowl, I don't think you can mention Roger Goodell's name in a, in a billboard that's going to get published without somebody doing their research to make sure the NFL's not going to sue them. I hear you. And, you know, I hear you. That's all I can say, man. And I mean, he said he talked to the owner himself. So, I mean, you can't review any more higher than that. So, you know, but anyway, it is what it is. They're up. That's his story. Seems like he's sticking to it. <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to get it out there, man, for our listeners and stuff. And just to uh, see. I wanted to know, what did y'all think about the video? <laughs> <laughs> that video. Now. I didn't watch the video because I was afraid that the, the sound was going to start playing while I was watching it. You know, if I, got, if I hit play. 
that it was going to hear it. We all were going to hear it. So it didn't bleed over into the airways. I watched it. Now it was a what very happened? it was a very thin line for that. I think it could have went either way, but it was very 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 close to being tipped. I mean, you you could go both way both both ways from that particular view. But that was just one view, but you know, but it didn't look like it did. <laughs> but it was like 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 his nails like got to it. Yeah, and the whole argument is it's not even relative. I mean, it's it's, right. it's you know, the whole argument's built on we should be able to review past interference. Well, okay, they didn't call past interference, so what are you reviewing? Like, right. That's my it. thing. I don't think he's going to, I don't think they're going to say anything, anything more about it. I feel them wanting to answer, but I don't think they're going to get it. So it just makes, you know, we're good. They, they're getting out there. They're getting seen, you know, so it's all good. But let me say once again, yeah, they got robbed. <laughs> they got robbed. <laughs> but, but at the end of the day, I didn't want to see them here playing. The Atlanta fans didn't I want to sure see did. them playing. And, um, you know, obviously the higher brass didn't want to see them here playing because they um, they robbed them, they robbed them out of a Super Bowl trip. So <laughs> I think there's I think there's some inside story. Maybe 20 years down the road, we'll see somebody do an investigation, kind of like they did that. Did y'all hear about right. that Michael uh, Michael Jackson story? The new documentary that came out? Yeah. Escaping Neverland, that. where they talk about the... I think yeah. one day they'll do a story about escaping the Superdome, and, <laughs> and maybe the truth will come out. Uh-huh. What they talk about, what they did wrong, but, but you know, it is what it is. All right, fellas. And uh, you're listening to the What's Up Falcons podcast, a very interesting heated episode of the What's Up Falcons podcast. All right, guys, it's Super Bowl week. Super Bowl's right around the corner. You guys. Patriots! <laughs> I know we already picked, but anything, anybody's opinion have changed since last time we talked? No, I'm still, I'm nah. still going for the Rams. Yeah, me too. It's the Atlanta Rams. Okay, let's go. It's the Atlanta Rams. <laughs> you still, still going with the Patriots because I don't see them losing two Super Bowls in a row. <laughs> I don't see them losing two Super Bowls in a row. And I've never hidden the fact from you guys that I am a Patriots fan. I mean, Look at the tweet I sent last Super Bowl, uh, two Super Bowls ago, when the when the um, the Patriots are playing the Falcons. I said, "Hey, this is my dream matchup." Well, I, I don't think the Patriots are going to win back to back Super Bowls. I just think it's not really possible. Well, they they lost last year, so they they're, they're trying to they're trying to get oh, back that's on right, track. That's right. They lost they lost to the Eagles last year. Well, I still don't think they're going to win, um, but you know. I think the Rams are going to pull it off, but you never know. You can't underestimate the GOAT. That's a young Rams team. I think Aaron Donald and, and Indomitian Sue are going to get in that ass. That's what I think. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. I we'll think everybody's... See, you know the, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know the league favors Tom, uh, favors Tom Brady. You know, that tuck rule, that was all invented to, to make Tom Brady shine. So Yeah, you know, yeah. We'll, yeah that tuck rule is based on him. That's what that is. Yeah. Yeah. All right, fellas. Well, uh, interesting show. Too bad LG missed it. But um, we'll get together after the Super Bowl and talk about what happened. And yeah. Uh, yeah. and if you guys... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's definitely do a show Monday night. A week from today. Let's definitely. Talk and if anybody wants to send us a text message or email or hit us up on Twitter asking us or about... hate mail for having Matt on. Yeah, or hate mail for having Matt on. You know, just hit us up, man, and uh, we'll respond. This is all good, man. It's all football. It's just a damn game. Don't get 
you know, get your panties out of a lot. It's just a damn game. Whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down. Slow down, man. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You just can't call the NFL just a game like that, bro. And, you know. Well, I mean, whoa. it's. It's a, I mean, it's a game. It's designed to make money. No, no, no. I, I'm it, saying that it's a, it's a game that gave you a show. So I mean, let <laughs> I me mean, come on. It's true. It's no. I'm not saying it like that. I'm just saying it's a, it's not to take you know personal jabs or threaten someone's family and stuff. You know. Oh no, no. yeah, That's that, what I'm that was about. too far. I mean, them, them, them. Threatening his family and all that, I think that was going a little, little yeah. too far. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I'm like, it's just it ain't that serious, yeah. to, you know. But uh, all right, fellas. Well, it reminded me. It reminded me of uh, remember that uh, Cubs game where the kid reached out, the white kid. He reached out, trying to catch the ball in the field of the play, and right. they have cops outside of his house for like two months. But you know, oh, well. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. I want to thank everybody for checking this show out. Uh, let us know what you, your thoughts are and hit us up on Armchair, Armchair All-American. You can hit up hit us up on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Twitter. And if that is it, I will talk to you fellas and next I, week. And I guarantee you, we had we had the best interview out of any show on Armchair this week. I know, I know. <laughs> Man, I'm going to be up all night working on this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, fellas. That is it. Yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm going to try my best, man. All right, fellas. I'll talk to you all next week. All right. See ya. See ya. See ya. Subscribe to the What's Up Falcons podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Listen to the What's Up Falcons podcast at whatsupfalcons.com.